everyone. Welcome to another edition of the Cybersecurity Matters podcast, also referred to as COVID Hair. Uh, joining you as always is myself, uh, Donald Vogel. I'm your co-host and joining me in studio and uh, his weekly adventure out is Christian Redshaw. Christian, how are you doing today? Hey, man, I'm doing great. Enjoying a nice sunny day here in Vancouver and ready to get going today. Uh, this is going to be a really, really good episode. I'm eager to find out who today's guest is. Well, it's Melanie Borden. She's the VP of Marketing for Celebrity Motor Cars. And we're going to have an amazing conversation today, I just know it, about branding and marketing. Absolutely. I know Melanie is an awesome, awesome, high-energy person. So it will be a fantastic conversation. So Christian and I will take a pause here. We'll invite Melanie in and stay tuned for the conversation. Let's do it. Melanie Borden, welcome to the show today. It's so good to have you on. Thank you so much for having me. So I have seen some of your social media content. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I wasn't sure if you were stopping there. No, nope. sorry. I, I I have my children at my house right now because we're still doing virtual school. So I, okay. I don't know if you can like, edit this, but... <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> you know what? Let's not edit it because that's exactly where I was going to go. I, I've seen your posts on Instagram and LinkedIn. And I, I got to say, I relate to your story quite a bit. I've gone through th similar things and what you've described. Uh, I was really gripped by it. And, uh, you know, so I just want to understand a little bit more about your personal journey. I mean, we want to get into the branding and marketing stuff for sure. Um, but just, just so that we can get to know you a little bit. Um, what was that? kind of uh time in your life like where it was you know you have two two young children and yet you're still working you're trying to balance that personal life and career and emotional stress and uh going through a divorce and all, all those kind of things um what what can you tell us about where where things were at and the journey that that brought you to what where you are today well it's quite the journey <laughs> that's a good word to describe it um it was you know, everyone has different seasons in their life and different things that they experience. And sometimes you experience things at different seasons. And sometimes you experience all the things in the same season. And that would be the way that I would describe, you know, my journey with, you know, going from being married to being single, having children at home, very young children. My children were two and three at that time and just trying to balance it and figure out. And there's really no secret sauce or strategy that is behind it. Um, it's just, you, you gotta just take each day by day and you just do the best that you can. And that's really where my journey has taken me, just taking every day, day by day. Someone gave me really great advice once and they said, <laughs> and they said to me, um, you know, when they were in Alcoholics Anonymous and they said to me, Melanie, you take things minute by minute and hour by hour and then day by day and then week by week, month by month, year by year. And to me, that was one of the greatest pieces of advice that someone could ever give to me. And that would be uh, the advice that I would give someone who's going through something similar. Well, wait, what we're seeing here happening in your life even just right now is just literal microcosm of what my life is like and Dominic's life as well as we're doing business we both have young children so this is just a normal day for us so total, totally totally yeah. totally fitting totally 
Awesome. Yeah. I mean, the virtual school thing is hopefully coming to an end soon where <laughs> all of our fingers and everything is crossed that that's going to be over shortly, but you just have to do the best you can. Just like, you know, when you go through a divorce and you experience the things, you just do the best that you can and you hope that your children are all going to be okay in the end. And that's basically Absolutely. been my motto for the last year. <laughs> That's why I always keep Forky on hand here, you know, so in case James ever walks into my office, I just, I, I, I keep him distracted with various toys, but, uh, we're getting to see another side of Dominic today that our viewers <laughs> don't normally get to see. Yeah, the, 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 the adorable pictures of James. He's so cute. I love that. I know your son's name. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it's, it's, and it's just maybe shifting us to, to LinkedIn, you know, and then that's where you and I first connected, Melanie. And, you know, it's, it's the thing that I, I love about that platform is that you can feel the energy coming from, from just warm, good uh, natured people like yourself. You know, your, your amazing energy always comes through in, in your content. And um, uh, I, what, I, what I wanted to, to sort of start off with in, in asking you is how has a platform like LinkedIn help you sort of emerge into sort of where you are now? And uh, has it helped? unleash sort of like hidden potential in you, which you weren't able to unleash before. Well, it's so funny that you asked that. That's a good question. I almost look at LinkedIn as like an open journal that I'm publicly writing on a daily basis. And I think that some of the experiences that I've gone through in my professional career have helped me get to this point. And these are the things that I think and I've put out there into the world. And that side of it is really helping my connections understand who I am and where my head is at. And not everybody is going to utilize it in that way. But I do sometimes feel like when I'm writing a post, it's like, dear diary, dear LinkedIn, <laughs> this is what I've experienced. And this is a moment that a challenge that I've had. And a lot of people across the world don't have access to someone like myself or like you guys who are thought leaders and who can help others based on their own experiences and they put it out there into the world. And I know that these posts are absolutely helping other people when I'm posting. I hope that answers the question. Uh, absolutely does, you know, and that's what I think it's part of, especially during a time like COVID, when so many of us are are seeking uh, inspiration. And you know, it's it's one of the things I I, I love sharing, you know, as, as you mentioned, uh, me introducing the, the the world to 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 James. I mean, for me, that's been part of the ongoing struggle, as I know is with with you and, and other uh, you know uh, working parents who try to keep an active um, lifestyle with with their children but trying to work at home and I mean you as a single mom as well I mean you have superhero powers I I, 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 I between between my wife and I we still can't deal with James he still somehow manages to, to sneak in here but uh, uh, <laughs> how how, how what, what would your message be for uh, people uh, who are still struggling with that, I guess, the, the harmonization of being able to, uh, you know, be a, be a good parent, be an active parent, but still uh, uh, working. You know, I know I've heard from so many people who feel that they're working harder, longer hours now. They may not be working nine to five, but they're working till midnight or one in the morning after the kids go to bed. Um, yeah. What's your sort of message to people there in terms of what they can do to get a better, like I said, harmonization rather than a balance? It's, it's definitely a challenge and it's something that everyone is experiencing right now who's a parent. I mean, even people who aren't parents are experiencing the burnout and the fatigue, but as parents, we have more of it because 
most of us have our children around us and we're working. So for example, we've already been interrupted by my daughter three times. <laughs> we've been for 10 minutes. We will make so, sure to tag her in this episode. <laughs> so I think that, you know, we're all really hard on ourselves too, especially moms. I mean, dads, mm. you guys are also hard on yourself, but I think moms, we're, we take things, much more to heart because there's a higher level of expectation for women in general. I believe anyway, that's how I feel. So a funny short story is um, someone who's close to me posted something on Facebook yesterday about how tired she is and how exhausted she is. And she has three children and she doesn't know, you know, how she can keep doing it. And it's just so much. And everyone that I know, including myself has felt like that over the course of the last year. Like it's just so much with everything that we're managing. But what I've, but I've realized is you have to be easier on yourself and kinder to yourself. And when you feel like it's too much, you need to take a break. You need to get rest. You need to stop what you're doing and you have to remember what's important and what isn't important. And that's been a couple of things that I've said to myself while, you know, in this journey for the last year is what's important. And is, you know, is getting upset worth it? Uh, yeah, no, absolutely. And it's, it, it's back to the mindset. And I'll, oh, I know I'm hogging the mic, but I want to ask you one more question before I flip back to Christian. Um, in, in, in terms of, again, you know, that, that um, where you see sort of that, um, you know, going back to what we were talking about with, with LinkedIn, you know, the, there's a lot of good positive energies on platforms like LinkedIn. But there's also a lot of negative trolls, negative feedback, um, you know, and you know, anytime you put yourself out there, you know, always, you know, you're, you open up the possibility that someone will just right. shoot you down kind of thing. Um, what's your advice to people who you know, put something out there on, on social media platforms and then are immersed with, like I said, the negative trolls? Um, what's your advice for how they can overcome that or, or look at it through, it through a different lens? So there's a couple different ways that you can handle the trolls. And there's a few different types of ways that the trolls come out from underneath their bridge. <laughs> so the first way, is, <laughs> the first way is they will send you a comment on your post. The second way is they will send you a direct message. So there are a couple different schools of thought on this, and there's no wrong way to do it. It's really a personal preference. So for myself, if someone says something negative, or comments about how I look or makes comments on my physical appearance in any way, shape or form, I report them and I block them. And that's basically one and done. Now, if someone has a difference in opinion, let's say for example, I'll use one of my posts as an example. Someone doesn't think a strategy is the best strategy and they have another solution for a strategy. I would basically, you know, comment back to them. But there is no way some people continue to respond to the trolls, even if they make negative comments. It's just not something that I feel I have the time or energy to waste on. And, and that's just generally how I do it. Now for a business, I think you have a different type of an approach. I think for a business, you, you have to validate to a certain extent what your customer or potential customer is saying. And the more that you validate, it's just like reputation management. If you validate your position, it makes the person who's commenting look like maybe there's, they're just a crazy person who's commenting versus if you come from a place of, 
you know, you have the experience, you know what you're doing. And this was the solution that was made. It just gives them a different look and feel, so to speak, if that makes sense. Absolutely. No, that, that, that's such a wise guidance, you know, and um, that, that's why uh, oh, it's, it's so, I think it's so important to, uh, to not, not um, or to, to be able to have positive energy as well. And that's why, you know, that's why I was so grateful that, to, to yeah. originally come across your yeah, path. I, 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 I'm the positive troll. I am, I'm too large to fit under a bridge, <laughs> I but. Uh, troll, I feel like troll, yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, my kids watch that movie trolls. So yes. and they're all like glitter and positive and happy, but <laughs> yeah. I mean it is true. I don't, I, you know, trolls are keyboard warriors—the people who hide behind their computers and they say negative things. But I think it also ties back to more people have been on their computer for the last year because of what's gone on with COVID, and there are a lot of people out there who are really unhappy right now. And I think that there have been more of an influx of these types of people just due to the circumstances with what's happening with COVID. So I think it's my turn finally to ask my uh, question that I've been pregnant to ask here. Um, so we're talk we're transitioning a little bit here from harmonizing family and and work. Well, maybe we're not ready to to leave off that topic yet, but uh, let's just quickly stray away into into business. So how do you harmonize? Because you do personal branding for yourself, um, which I've seen a lot of it, and then you also do marketing and branding in the automotive industry. Um, how do you kind of harmonize doing those two things simultaneously? So I've been working in the auto industry since 2009, and I've worked on both sides, the um, supplier slash vendor side, and also on the retail side. And if you could believe it or not, <laughs> this is like the worst time to do a podcast. It's like the only time I get on the phone or I do anything over a computer, it's like all of a sudden it's so loud at my house and everything is happening at once. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. Um, so what I was going to say is, believe it or not, I actually don't do necessarily branding for work. Um, I, you know, I work in the auto industry and what I mainly do is I work in marketing. I mean, I do work in branding to an extent, but not the level that I promote on LinkedIn. Um, for the dealer group back in um, January of 2020, right before COVID hit, I had found that there was an opportunity for the salespeople to be marketing and branding themselves um, as thought leaders and to be able to um, promote themselves on social media as another way to drive gross profit. And that's how the whole marketing and branding story started for myself on social because I started doing it myself. So I created a social media and branding guide and then I just implemented it myself. And that's really where the storyline and the talk track came from with regard to branding. But I wouldn't necessarily consider myself to be someone who works in branding, if that makes sense. But officially I work in marketing, but I know marketing and branding overlaps. And, you know, a lot of what I do, you know, ties into PR, you know, traditional marketing and advertising, digital marketing and advertising. So it's all, I kind of put everything into one bucket. I wouldn't just only categorize myself as someone who works in branding. Right. So you just kind of, as it naturally flows, you're, you're posting about the automotive industry and then you're posting about yourself just as, right. as exactly. it comes to you. 
Exactly. Gotcha. And that's what I would recommend to anybody who is looking to build a name for themselves is to really identify what their goals are and what they're looking for. When I started posting, I wanted to make a name for myself in the auto industry. I wasn't active on any social. I mean, I had a LinkedIn profile. I had, you know, a few thousand followers, but I wasn't active. I didn't, I wasn't posting with intent. And so one of the things that you can do when you're posting is you can really have a strategy and a plan and tie it back into a goal of yours. So mine was to create a name for myself in the auto industry. And ultimately that's what I did. So I incorporate, you know, a lot about myself, a lot about my personal life, as you both know. I also incorporate my knowledge base, um, but I don't reveal too much about what I do in my day to day because that's my secret sauce that my employer really, um, what's the word I can look for? Um, I don't, I don't give everything away. <laughs> I leave a little out, but I try to give as much. <laughs> that's what they pay you for. Yeah, but I try to help other people and, and that's what I feel like I'm doing with my posts is I'm anything, even the things that I'm posting on marketing other than the inspirational, the motivational side of it. I also feel that I'm really helping other people um, with marketing too, who might not have access. Again, having access to someone like Melanie. They do now through LinkedIn. That's, that's, that's an awesome uh, the mindset. And then I, I'm curious, you know, on, on that theme of marketing, dr during the pandemic has marketing have marketing strategies changed in the automobile industry? How, how, how are they tackling the, the pandemic from a, from a marketing perspective? Absolutely. It's, I mean, prior to the pandemic, we were not doing as much as what we call digital retailing online, which is giving your customers the, the ability to purchase a vehicle on your website. Now, we see companies like in the U.S., Carvana and CarMax, where you can you know, purchase the vehicle and then they deliver it to your house. Tesla, this is a similar kind of scenario where you can purchase the vehicle online. Um, but the auto industry was, has been very slow to pick up on that. And so now we are giving our customers flexibility and the options. And I think COVID really opened that up where we're giving the customers the options. Do they want to come in for service? Do they want their vehicle delivered to their house um, after service and have a, ser a service loaner dropped off? Do they want to come in for a test drive? Do they want a test drive brought to their home? Do they want to purchase the vehicle in store or do they want to do it online? So I think flexibility has been a huge theme for the auto industry and also information, giving all the customers all the information that they need to have to make the right decision. And that ties into the flexibility. So anything that they need to make their experience easy and pleasurable. So it's fun buying a car. And it doesn't have to be, you know, a scary experience like we've seen in some commercials where they've highlighted, you know, some of a fear factor in purchasing a car. Um, and then also, you know, understanding that everyone is going through the same thing. So that empathy factor, too, that some customers are not going to be comfortable coming in and you have to adhere to whatever the state or you know, country guidelines are with COVID to make them feel comfortable. So if they are coming in waiting for ser for service, you know, do you have hand sanitizer out? Are you keeping everything, you know, six feet apart? Is everyone wearing masks, so to speak? So knowing that there are people who might not want that, but that they there are people that might want it too. So I think those three factors, the empathy, flexibility, and the information have been three themes that I've seen pretty consistently in the auto industry. You have a book called... Uh, our mommy works with cars. 
what is that book and who is the target audience for that? Sure. <laughs> well, the target audience is everyone. <laughs> okay. No, I'm, I'm just kidding. It's not everyone, but it should be everyone. Um, what the book was, in, the book was really inspired. So when COVID first landed in New Jersey and I was basically homebound because my children were in virtual school, I started getting involved with different female leadership panels that were in my industry, in the auto industry. And I learned a lot from the women that were on the different panels. And there were some studies that were done in one of the panels. And one of the studies that were done, and there were polls that were taken across the industry, people, women at every different level you could imagine, whether they were working for a dealership or a dealer group or a vendor supplier. And one of the questions were, you know, what kind of education do you think is out there for children you know, about women's roles in the industry? And it turned out that there really was, there's really not much at all. There, there wasn't any real context to that. There's not a lot of women, um, not women's history, but it, there's not a lot of information for children to shed light on the different roles. Just like, you know, there's a ton of books out there about, you know, cars and mechanics and, and things like that for little kids, but there was really nothing about what women can do in the car business. And so women can do everything that men can do in the car business. So the book was really from that. And then it's voiced in my daughter's voices and their experiences with coming into the dealership with me when I was going into the dealership, you know, on a regular basis, they would come in with me and they loved coming in because we have this great candy bar and they would love going to the candy bar, of course. And then, you know, everyone would pay so much attention to them. So it was always such a positive experience, but it's really highlighting all the women in the different departments in a car dealership. Anyone who has children or a special child in their life, um, and it's something that I hope, you know, more people will pick up and, and think about because it's thought provoking in the sense where, why hasn't this been a part of, you know, children's literature before, mm-hmm. before now. So, so I'm hoping it's going to start a trend of people in the auto industry who will start writing children's books. <laughs> so good. I, I would imagine that you have an abundance of quotes from your kids that inspired the content of that book. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. That is true. Yeah. <laughs> I know that I've uh, uh, ordered the book for James. I, I look forward to reading out with him because he's, he's obsessed with cars. So. <laughs> oh, thank you. Yeah, That's you know, true. The funny thing about the book is I actually used a fashion illustrator. <laughs> so I went to FIT, which is the largest fashion school in the world. And I obviously ended up in the car business. I didn't stay in the fashion world although I do like fashion and I like shopping, but that's a whole nother conversation. Um, but yeah, it's a little different than you would expect a normal child's book. But I think that anyone that reads it will quickly understand that it's just highlighting different women in the different departments in a dealership. That's amazing. We're, 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 we're just, Christian, I'm very, very grateful for you taking a uh, time of your day i know it's 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 hard with the with, with the kids Thank at home you. so uh um we'll, 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 no no there's nothing to be sorry about that's like christian was saying that that's that's the i think it's something to be embraced right now and celebrated that, that we have the opportunity to spend more time with our kids so we're just like i said we're very grateful for you carving time out uh to chat with both of us and and with forky you know forky's very uh wherever he is there's forky. <laughs> 
But uh, th thank you again, Melanie. We really appreciate your time. Thank you. Thanks so much. I appreciate you too. Thanks for having me on. And I'm happy to post awesome. this and, you know, hopefully get a lot of visibility for your podcast. We're very, very appreciative of that, Melanie. And thank, th you. thank you again so much for your time. And uh, we'll, well, Krish and I will take a momentary pause here and we'll wrap up uh, today's episode in a minute. Well, that was a really fun conversation. There was just so many uh, unexpected things there. There was Melanie's kids, Forky made an uh, appearance. You know, we had some really engaging conversation. Um, I, 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 I thought it was, a, it was a lot of fun. What, what were your uh, immediate thoughts? Right. Well, aside from kind of rolling with the direction that it went, which was unexpected in a, in a really great way, the thing that stood out to me is she was talking about handling the trolls. And I feel like you stole my question or read what was on my mind there because that, I think about that uh, a lot when I interact on the internet and how she differentiates between somebody that's DMing her or commenting on her personally. And that's kind of a, a block and report uh, action. But then if somebody has a different opinion on how something should be done and has a, has a uh, disagreement with her she will present her opinion and remain in contact with that person is what it seemed like to me so I found that distinction uh, quite helpful yeah, absolutely she's just a, like a, a fantastic warm person and it's uh, super cool that uh, she'll be sending us some books for 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 our kids so you know, I think it's, it's just a, a she's just an amazing person with such a warm spirit and highly encourage uh, all of our, our listeners and viewers who um, if they are on social media if you're not following Melanie please do so you know she has she always puts out fantastic daily content so um, and as part of that same vein I want to thank those uh, very same uh, loyal listeners and viewers for joining us each and every week uh, on the Cybersecurity Matters podcast. Uh, if you like what you're hearing or like what you're watching, please be sure to, to subscribe and to, to leave feedback, positive or negative. You know, just don't be a negative troll. Uh, but, <laughs> just don't uh, attack um, us personally and we'll yeah. be good. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, but, uh, you know, please do uh, check out the Conversations That Matter YouTube page. Uh, do look at previous episodes and, and as well as other podcasts under the Conversations That Matter uh, banner. But until next time, be well. Be safe, and we'll catch you next time on the Cybersecurity Matters podcast. Mm -hmm.